0: Hi everyone, welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. Marketing and technology, they play very well
1: together. And in this episode of 401k Marketing, Rebecca Auerhan and her guest, Katie Braden of Innovating Advice, take a deep dive into video as a tool
0: advisors can use to grow their presence and their business. Rebecca? Thanks, Patrice. Hi, Katie, and welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Obviously, over the last five years, we've had a lot of changes. People have adopted technology. We had a pandemic, for anyone who wasn't aware of that. And the way in which we had to communicate dramatically changed. We went from phone calls to text messages to this new world of Zoom and video calls. And I think that's what you specialize in. Is that right, Katie?
1: It is what I specialize in, Rebecca. And actually, I started in the profession. I interestingly got my degree in photography in Australia, but the government kicked me out. And so my mom actually had a successful RIA in Seattle, and she specialized in managing 401k plans. So she was like, hey, you need a job, come work for me. I was her succession plan. And so I actually spent the first 10 years in the profession specializing in going into companies and doing one-on-one employee education. And honestly, Rebecca, so many of my personal and professional life decisions have been a direct result of those really powerful conversations. So I mm-hmm. I am so excited to be here talking to other advisors that do that. It's such an important era of financial advice.
0: It absolutely is. Today, we're going to talk about you and your company and this great work that you've been doing. And I want to introduce the audience a little bit to your background and really what was that spark, your aha moment when you said, yes, video, I want to go all in on this great, awesome new technology.
1: I was trying to think about that, and I think it's one of those things where there are a lot of aha moments that kind of just compound. And I think it's something that anybody can relate to, right? How often have we gone to, let's say, industry conferences, and we meet people there that either we've seen on social media, we've exchanged emails with, we know through acquaintances, and you sit down, I'll say honestly, probably over happy hour or something, a networking session, and you're like, wow, this person is not exactly who I thought. They have more personality. Maybe they're funnier or they have hobbies you didn't know about. And I just kept realizing that so often we put on this professional mask, right? We just have this way of being. And it's not until we really get to those more authentic situations, like being in person or even at coffee, that people start to really let the true selves be known. And so it kept dawning on me. I was like, wait a second, we can't always be in person and this is, I was having these thoughts 10 years ago. I was like, we can't always be in person. So the next best thing is to be on video and in an easy and authentic way. So I actually ended up leaving my mom's Business, even though I was the succession plan. And way back in 2013, started one of the first completely virtual monthly subscription financial planning businesses. And I was like, hey, I have a degree in photography. I kept having these ideas about video. I was leveraging video in my business way back in 2013.
0: Wow. You were a pioneer before video was really even discussed. I remember one time I was on a webinar and I I was at my corporate office. I used to work at LPL Financial and we turned the videos on. We had a I was a laptop. And everyone thought something was wrong. Why do you have the video on? What's wrong? That yeah. was the reaction. Right. This was back somewhere between 2010 and 2014. And I wonder, you know, when you think about video from 2013 onward, it's changed so much. So Give us a little bit of a history as to how video over these last 10-ish years
1: has evolved because it's going to be a great story. I think the biggest thing is it's like with everything with technology, right? It's the accessibility, right? All of the tools that are out now make doing video so much easier, so much more accessible. And you know, still I talk with advisors that their only sort of foray into video might be, hey, we've spent tens of thousands of dollars, and we hired a studio, and we spent months creating this script, and we got hair and makeup done, and everybody felt really awkward, and they're reading a script and they're like, oh man, like I don't even want to see that video again. And that's fair. You know, there's definitely a use for that video, but it doesn't have to be that complicated, right? And that doesn't allow your personality to shine through. Even the power of our smartphones. Going back to my degree in photography, what the camera in my smartphone is, is so much more powerful than cameras that I spent way more money than smartphones on 20 years ago. So we've got that right there in our pocket. And my favorite tools are BombBomb. Funny name, I know it's actually bombbomb.com for sending one-to-one video emails, right? So think about building relationships and how powerful it is to see somebody's facial expressions, their body language, to hear their tone of voice. That's so much more impactful than anything you could write in text, even including emojis, which I love. All right, so we've just got these tools that make introducing video into our business so much easier,
0: So take that a step farther when you think about advisors and how they're trying to grow their business and to differentiate and get in front of more prospects, keep their relationships with their centers of influence and continue to develop and deepen their relationships with their clients. How do you see some ways video can enhance that conversation?
1: Yes, you hit on it in there. Like it's really knowing who is that target market? Who do you actually want to attract? And, you know, with 401k advisors, they're going to be attracting probably a lot of different kinds of businesses. So it might even just be a personality style. So one of the things I recommend, I don't think we always realize when we're at our desk, our brains are very much in that work mode. We've got our work hat on. We're thinking about compliance and regulation and all the things we can and can't do. And We need to get up more. We need to get outside. So I love having advisors start by actually going outside or doing one of their hobbies and letting their environment tell a bit about their personality while having the content of the video speak to their target market. So let's say we're heading into a recession. Who knows what's going to happen? But let's say you love hiking right? So go out and do a video while you're hiking. You don't have to say, hey, I'm hiking. We can see that. But that will naturally attract other people that enjoy hiking. And that's a video that will grab people's attention versus always being in an office setting. Because sometimes that's just not that relatable. It's not that enjoyable. So go out hiking and say, hey, if you know you and your employees have been worried about a recession, like these are the three things to be thinking about. If we need to review your plan, we can talk about that and just make it super easy. Grab your smartphone, grab an inexpensive lavalier mic, the little ones that just clip onto your shirt, a selfie stick to show a little more in the environment. And Rebecca, you can have a great video in a couple of minutes flat. I want to caveat to that.
0: <laughs> you want to make sure that you're standing where the sun is in front of you, not behind yes. you. You don't want dark shadows. Yes. Uh, turn your camera so that way it's horizontal not vertical. That'll give you a better shot. And there are some video settings on your iPhone to make sure that it does look better overall when you're producing it. And then just don't send it. Make sure you watch it, which is probably the most painful part about video is when you do watch it and you go, "Ah!" and if it's not great, the beautiful thing about videos, they're recorded. So, hey, just do it again. If you don't love the way that it sounded or if it's a little awkward. Also, you can always beta test it, send it to your friends or some of your close contacts first and say, how does this look? How does this sound? And then get their thumbs up and raving hearts, heart emojis on on your text message or thumbs up emojis and then feel that confidence to then send it out to after compliance approval, of course.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, doing recording it in landscape mode, that's a huge thing that I like absolutely nail into all the people that I coach. I'm like, record landscape mode, unless you're specifically doing it for Instagram reels or TikTok. If we think about how we watch videos and how our TV is set up, how our computers are set up, it's set up in landscape mode. So that just creates a much more natural experience. And then you can see your environment. So that's yeah. a really key one. And yes, have that sun in front of you. And I'm um, Katie, I'm gonna ask you this because you're a video professional.
0: You've done this now for over a decade. What's your professional opinion
1: on car videos? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. I think they're hilarious. I don't understand why people love them so much, but I am just happy that people are doing videos. So one of my biggest points that I also try to hammer home with people is it content over production all day long. So if you've got a valuable message, if you've got a quick message to share, if you're coming out of a client meeting and you're like, wow, everyone keeps asking me the same question and you're in your car, great. Record a video and get that content out there because that's going to be more important than having the right camera, than having the best microphone, than having an ideal background. So if you're doing car videos, keep going, but maybe... Also, get out of your car and <laughs> go somewhere else as
0: well. Maybe unless it's your niche audience, like maybe if your niche plan sponsors like the automobile industry or car dealerships, mechanics that could work. With having a really targeted market, I think cars could work. But other than that, I think it's probably a best practice that your setting, your surrounding is reflective of your brand and the professionalism that you're going to bring to your clients because you never know who's going to watch it, when they're going to watch it. And that video could potentially be your first
1: impression. It often is. And it's like being in person, right? You only have one chance to make a first impression. And again, that's why I love people to get out of their you know, I say their comfort zone in terms of their office and that sort of professional mask that we wear. I've seen, worked with advisors, you are know, shooting videos in their kitchen. You know, they're like, hey, I'm a wine enthusiast. Great. You can do great analogies with wine and red and white wine. And how do you select? And, you know, you can do all this stuff that's providing value and just giving that different scenery. And they're showing your personality. And guess what? It's those things that are actually going to create that relationship. And even if people are reaching out just to say, hey, what do you think about this wine? Or have you tried that? That is building a relationship. And this profession is all about building relationships. Going to need those people's names of the ones who are
0: testing the wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be added to their <laughs> email campaigns. Yes. I have some comments. <laughs> I call myself an amateur wine sommelier. Oh, I like that. I like that. (laughs) All right. Let's give the audience some best practices, in your opinion. How do they get started? They have this idea. All right, let's do video or give it a try. What are some of the equipment they need? The mindset? You already mentioned going outside, getting outside of your professional element. What are some other best practices and tips you can provide?
1: Yeah, so I'd say as much as I keep talking about getting outside, you do need to make sure that your office setting is set up for both recording videos and virtual meetings. You mentioned the beginning, we're doing all these virtual meetings and all I do is work with advisors all day, every day. And advisors, I got to tell you, a lot of your setups are not putting your best foot forward. So number one thing is audio. And so many people have terrible audio and think about the client conversations you're having with clients, right? And sometimes it is emotional. And if you work with the 401k employees or even providing valuable messages to the plan sponsors, if they can't hear you, they're going to be so distracted. And I find myself constantly distracted in meetings. So get good audio. We're talking, you know, 120 bucks for a good microphone. And the amount of times they've been on sale lately for 90 bucks, like huge return on investment there. So upgrade your audio and download a tool called Crisp, K-R-I-S-P dot AI. So this is like an auto-magical layer that goes on top of Zoom or Teams or Google Meet, whatever tool you're using for video, and it removes all background noise. So you don't have to apologize for your dogs barking, your kids making noise, a loud coworker. It is amazing. And it's whopping $60 a year. So again, we're not talking huge investments. So upgrade your audio. And then, Rebecca, I have to say, maybe I'll ask your opinion here, those Zoom blurs and Zoom backgrounds, what do you think?
0: I like when, if you're going to have a Zoom background, it should be your company name and some sort of blur background where it's an actual background that you created specifically for your company. So there's no confusion as to who you're talking to, your name, and maybe even your snippet tagline underneath your logo. So that way there's more immediate connection or uh, go to HomeGoods. And actually, we use this through our office. We used Havenly, which is an interior design company. They do a, a digital sketch of your office. They provide it to you and then all the links if you want to purchase that equipment or even just get the idea. We went to Home Goods, spent an afternoon and then created what they're put their creation into reality. So I'm a big yeah. fan of having your real background. So it again, shows your real self, or if you are going to have a virtual background, because a lot of us are working out of closets and other areas of our home where hey, maybe you don't want to see the life, of the real life behind us, or have a background that has your company name, your logo, and probably your tagline associated with it as well.
1: Yeah. And I definitely sympathize. I've worked remotely, actually, my entire profession. So I'm on year 17 or 18 now. And I've had beds in the background long before COVID. And I totally sympathize with not wanting to see the background. But again, realize that the majority of people are visual learners. And so if you're on a virtual meeting and your head and your hands are constantly disappearing, again, most people are not paying any attention to what you're saying. If you want branding, I always tell people, like, go invest in some t-shirts with your company logo on them. Because just think about all of the things that happen during virtual meetings that completely detract from the message that you're trying to share. So I actually work with advisors. I'm like, get rid of the Zoom blurs, get rid of the Zoom backgrounds. I've only actually seen one in the last three years that I didn't know was a fake background. One, because the rest of them, right? People move around. I'm just, I'm constantly trying to count how many fingers people have. (laughs) So I'd say, get rid of those. And then your lighting, And like you already said, I mean, just like you should have the sun in front of you. If you have any windows, put those in front of you, which is also just good for your well-being to look outside and to see that sunshine out there or the rainy days. So get your lighting right. And ideally you are the brightest part of your framing, right? So the camera is most well lit on you, maybe a little darker in the background. And the last thing I'll say is really important around framing. So I see a lot of advisors that show like, 70% of their video is showing their ceiling, which is (laughs) hilarious to me. So I love the joy that I get from seeing that. But the best rule of thumb is you should always have more space below your chin than above your head. So really what you wanna be doing in these virtual meetings is replicating what it feels like to sit across from someone. Cause we know all the data around the power of body language and how much people see that. So if your camera is like, you know, right below your chin and that's all people can see, that's not putting you in a position of power or professionalism or coming off as the expert that you are. So tilt that camera down, make it at eye level, brighten up, get some good audio, ditch those fake backgrounds. And use that uh, natural based light. on
0: your opinion too we mentioned camera which you know this whole podcast is around video a lot of times people use their camera that comes with their laptop would you recommend purchasing an external camera so that way there is better quality and easier to maneuver based on real life settings?
1: Yeah. So it depends on what your camera is. So I have definitely worked with advisors where the camera in the built-in camera is so bad that I'm like, you have to get an external mm-hmm. camera. But you know, I also do sympathize with trying to be frugal with all this. Look at the camera quality. If you've got like a MacBook or a brand new computer, those cameras are usually pretty good. But yeah, sure. getting like a Logitech Brio, those are fantastic. And those are what? I don't know, 100, 150 bucks as well. So all in, we're not looking at a huge investment. Versus especially if people are still working remotely, how much money used to be spent on office furniture and office decorations and really small investment to improve your virtual setup.
0: Absolutely. All right. So the thing that I found the most interesting from this conversation, not the most, but one of the key takeaways is audio is your most important. So even though this entire podcast is around video and getting started and how you can enhance your relationships, audio that's the key takeaway so far. Invest in a great microphone so that way people can hear you and then, and also invest in a great camera as well. So that way they can see you. And thank you for that information on the chin to microphone ratio. That was also interesting because you're right. It should feel like you're sitting across from someone and you're having a normal conversation, removing the space. It's awesome. All right. Let's dive ahead. One more question before we wrap up today's podcast. Thank you, Katie. Let's zoom ahead. 10 years from now, and it's
1: 2032, what does communication look like? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, so my, my passion around video and the reason I ended up winding up my virtual practice and decided I really want to leverage that creative side of my brain, my photography background with my passion for growing the profession, is the absolute belief that video is the best medium to change the public perception of what financial advice is and who financial advisors are. So much of the public perception is still heavily outdated and whether it's advisors that look like them or that specialize in different areas, you know, I live in Las Vegas. I keep wanting to go down to the strip cuz we get every type of person there and just ask what their perception is just to reinforce to advisors, so many people don't know the value that you provide and what you do as easy as it is to leverage video, so few advisors are doing it now. And again, I've already been doing this for 10 years, so few are doing it now. So really, my biggest hope is by the time we revisit this conversation in 10 years, Rebecca, that so many advisors are really leveraging video in their business. And they're leveraging it in a way that actually reaches out and attracts those, honestly, millions of people that have never worked with an advisor, because of that outdated perception. And they're like, hey, I see this advisor on video. I connect with them. They understand me. They're a great fit. Let's dive into a relationship.
0: Awesome. All right. All right. Katie, one last question. How can folks get a hold of you if they do want to learn more about video?
1: Yeah. Head to innovatingadvice.com and you'll see a little pop up there. I always encourage people to send me video messages. So if you want to send a video message, let me know your biggest takeaway. If you have any questions, if you want to share that you have really great audio, I love getting those every day. I always respond straight away. And Rebecca, I've also got a free ebook on there, eight ways to get started with video. So hop over there, make sure to grab that.
0: All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining today's podcast. You provided fantastic tips on how advisors can get started with video. And for anyone who has any additional questions, please contact Katie and she'll be happy to help. Awesome. Thanks, Rebecca. And Rebecca, how can people reach you? Oh, please reach out to us on LinkedIn. I always check messages, LinkedIn backslash Rebecca Hourhan, or email me directly, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com. And I look forward to speaking. And follow this podcast for updates on marketing successes and other new ideas. Of course, share with others as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.